Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Going on, Bar Down Breakdown. And tonight we are hanging with our buddy Sammy Kless from Mom Jeans, Just Friends, Honey TV, a bunch of other projects. Sammy, what's going on, dude? Thanks for having me. How's it going, y'all? Dude, we are so pumped. Just fresh off of playing the AHL All Star game. We got a bunch to talk about. But. <laughs> But this is a long time coming. Um, you know, we we got kind of word on the street that you were dabbling in hockey a couple of years ago and that uh-huh. you were getting on the New Jersey Devils bandwagon. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, we got to get Sammy on. And he's repping <laughs> the Devils right there. So <laughs> yeah. I guess let's just start there. Why, why did you gravitate towards the Devils, you know, literally across the country from where you hold it down? So uh, one of my best friends is Tyler Pavonda of Save Face. Okay. Uh, so New Jersey's kind of been like a second home to me for the last almost 10 years, I think. And um, big Devils guy. Huge. I mean, Save Face, big, like, Arby and also Kent of, you know, massive hockey fans. And so when we came back from COVID, uh, Just Friends did a tour with State Champs. Uh, and four years strong, big hockey guys. Yep. I mean, on that tour, I don't know if you've ever talked to Jackson, but his drum set is like the NHL themed and like the it's SJC, like got the emblem and everything. And uh, we had a couple of days off, and Bart from Nom Jeans was driving the box truck, huge hockey fan, as you guys already know. And I'm a huge sports fan, massive, massive sports fan, like baseball, football, NBA, all that stuff. And um, I was looking on game time, super bored. And I was like, oh, shit, Devils are playing. And then we were all like, let's go. And we stayed at this, like, Marriott or something in, I think, Orange, New Jersey or something. Got tickets. And then we went. And I was just like, I just fell in love. Prudential Center is so beautiful. And then the next tour went again the next tour went again and when we we're on tour with story so far um one of uh one of them is friends with the mascot we got free tickets that's sick and then just crazy. friends recorded gusher 
in New Jersey at Lake Copacon with Brett and we were on the one of the off days or whatever. We were just like, let's all go to the Devils game. And uh, Brond, her boyfriend John, he's a goalie, biggest hockey fan I know. So we've always like kind of connected on the sports thing and like, you know, I've known John ever. And it was just fun to like, you know, he came out, we went, and so that's kind of where the Devils thing kind of ha- came from. I grew up around, you know, I grew up in the Bay, obviously, and sharks right like colors so dope and uh i don't know i just never connected with me at the time i don't know i never got like i always thought hockey was dope i played roller hockey when i was younger like my mom put me in the roller blades pretty young and we had a double in iceland where um was it christy yamaguchi she's uh here's my dog by the way She's a hockey fan too, isn't she? But um, yeah, I don't know. I just never connected. I I had a bunch of friends who were into um, like Kent. Kent and I grew up together. He's from Safe Face, massive Sharks fan. And all I remember is like Chichu and them getting knocked out in the first round every single time. <laughs> yeah, and th- by the time like you know Jordan Chichu and all them like when he was on the team that the sharks kind of transitioned away from like the iconic logo in Jersey. We, and it, we, yeah, it just looked brutal. And you know, you the new ones, bro, the new, like the, the light blue was so, so gangsta, but that new logo is like the S also the, I was just like, this is can't have that. Can't have it. I feel like every team has to go through like a bad Jersey phase. Except for the Raiders. That's Is true. It, have they gone through any different ones? No, as you can t- as you as people could tell, or people may or may not know, I'm a massive Oakland Raiders fan, and uh, yeah, we've we're one of the only teams ever has never we've had a color rush jersey before, but it's always stayed black silver, like almost almost exclusively. There was a helmet in the '70s that had a different kind of background, but I follow. Do you guys follow Hooked on Helmets on TikTok? He is so awesome. He's like everybody's like dad or something or uncle. And he goes through the history of sports helmets. It's so it's so awesome. And then he just talks about each shows each one. He gives the history. If I if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be like a history teacher because I that's what I love doing. Like I, I was kind of gonna do that if I didn't do the music thing. But yeah, I just I love teams, I love the colors, I love I just love it all. And so I was so happy to finally connect to hockey because Going to a hockey game live is like changed, changed like my life. Oh, it's life changing. Yeah, it made it just like it. It just made so much sense to me, and because I, I I know that I can see the similarities between uh, like hockey and soccer, where it's like a lot of back and forth. Like, kind of, it's kind of hard to trans. Like sometimes the translation of like, okay, this play is going to happen right now was kind of lost on me when I was younger because I didn't have a lot of patience. I feel like, but yeah, now really big devils fan they're actually playing the sharks in a couple weeks right before this tour so i want to go but we went we went last year bron and i and john we went to san jose and it was the game that they played the not the no they put the kings and quick like let six goals up and it was timo hit like three or four you remember that game and it I'm was like good with specifics but <laughs> it, was last, it was like a year or two ago it was right before timo got traded to the devils and <laughs> Uh, just 
we got on the jumbotron we were so annoying and then like (laughs) this old couple who was like kings fans they literally like got up and moved and we were just trying to see how many times we can get on the jumbotron and i think it was like the final total was like three or four times hell yeah i love how you do it yeah (laughs) but you did mention prudential center being beautiful and i must admit it really is like first of all I grew up on Long Island, so the convenience, right, of being able to take a train and then jump on the, the New Jersey Transit, and it literally dumps you off right there. <laughs> That's first, like, super convenient. And then, you know, just the the main entrance with the escalators going up is just beautiful as well. I, I think it's kind of an underrated barn in the NHL. I think they did it right. Um, they also have been having, like, basically hardcore shows. Yeah, uh, Dan from Save Face, he plays in another band, uh, and they freaking played, I think. I'm pretty sure they played, and it's it just, it's awesome seeing that. Like, I know exactly where they did it because they had the stage set up last time I was there, and I was like, let's go, let's do it. <laughs> but, That's yeah. what we need next, Mom Jean's playing at Prudential Center. Well, it was funny when we were in the – Eric and I were in the gift shop at the HL game, and we were like – we were told that we were going to get – like. You know, I'm a big, like, loud mouth, freaking, like, you know, I'm always in it for, like, what are we going to get for free? Like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of thing. <laughs> and so uh, they had told me that last year's performers got stuff, and the last performers that were there, they got, like, jerseys. And then, but then they had one jersey with all everyone was signed, which was super thankful for. But obviously, it's going to Bart, the hockey player in the freaking band. And so that's why Eric was like, I'm going to get a Barracuda's jersey. Just, you know, I don't want to look stupid on, you know, if this is actually going to be on, you know, the Jumbotron and stuff. And uh, we ran into the goals, uh, San Diego goals. And Mm -hmm. the team, like the team relations guy was like, yo, we got these emo night. We want to invite you, but you're going to be on tour. He gave us all these signed pucks. And I was like, that's That's so touching. That's so cool. And I was like, get me yeah, I'm out here asking for other. Uh, I'm asking for popcorn from the Barracudas, and they give me twelve dollars. I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm super thankful. That was like unbelievable. The whole entire, the entire staff, everybody had to like top to bottom. It was it was so fun. It was uh, you know, and I'm not just saying that too because I don't want to get in trouble. It was so it was so. I mean, it was living in a freaking living in a dream. You know what I mean? Sometimes I think I get high and I think it's just. I'm in a simulation <laughs> and like something's like this shit. You know what I'm saying? It was so cool too. Um, we had an early ass call time and then uh, my mom and sister were in San Diego, uh, like on vacation. And so me, Bart and Yanko, like we went and hung out with my dad <laughs> and like, cause, cause I live in Walnut Creek and like, which is maybe, Oh my God. Yanko shut the fuck. <laughs> um just facetime him in i wish uh, he's he was uh he, he was there too he had a good time he's not really a sports person i brought him to a raiders game once and he was like i don't really get this and i was like ah! <laughs> but, um, well I was like, oh yeah we went like dublin is kind of was like on the way to san jose and like we're in the bay area it's like uh we're kind of based in like oakland berkeley and everything and then so we took the van to my parents' house and hung out with my dad and played music with my dad, who I started playing music with and taught me how to play guitar and stuff. And 
then we got up real early and drove down and you know we were able to be there like it was like halfway and we got there like 10 and we were greeted by everybody and like the weather just cleared up from the storm and like you know then san jose also is known for its mexican food there's some really high high tier taquerias like top tier and so we got to go to the taqueria we like you know eric and austin and bart drove down a little bit later because i just rolled with the van because it's like why not you know my fiance teaches during the day she's a librarian at elementary school so it's like a not really like a i you know she was gonna be out the door early so i was like, i'm gonna get there early too <laughs> you know what i mean because <laughs> i grew up working on cruise for my dad he works at kaiser and um does like their events so it's like it was cool to see mm-hmm. hockey live events music all blending into one thing and you know i was acting a fool from the moment <laughs> i stepped in there absolutely i mean you saw the tiktok that cody made probably i was on 10 the entire time shouts out to my man ringo he's the only I, he's the only mascot who came and kicked it with my ass well, that's what I wanted to I, – I actually had that in my notes because I watched the entire live stream. <laughs> and before you guys started to play, it looked like you had, like, a conversation with the – like, the man behind the mask. And was that, <laughs> was that him, like, saying, like, yo, I fuck with mom jeans? Because it, like, seemed like he did. And then he rocked out, like, literally most of your performance. Yeah, so um... – I during like the fucking national anthem or one of the like the ceremony, real long drawn out like you know brainwash American type shit, right? Like, um, I saw the mascots coming out and I was like, they're not taking nothing seriously. They're just dicking around like, and all of them were there because it was All Star Game, right? And so yeah. I I was like, Cody, who works at uh, who he he's like the videographer photographer for Mom Jeans. Works at Honey TV with me, done the, you know, just friend. He's like the on staff guy, one of my best friends. He follows me around and uh, like when I'm like, cause it's like half the videos are like half me being a jackass and then like a hundred percent of like either Cody or Danny DeRusso uh, editing them to make them like that. And so I was like, Cody, let's roll, run, run, run. So we went down <laughs> and I was like hugging the mascots, talking. I was like, I'm in the band. I'm not just a weird 30 year old hugging you, man. Like, like, come hang out, come hang out. And I talked to like the sharks guy or no, the Barracuda people. And like, I say the sharks thing, that was no disrespect. I guess it's probably, I think it's owned, I think Sharks Entertainment owns both. So, because I was like, do you work? For, I was talking to them. I was like, do you work for the sharks or do you work for the Barracudas? And I'm like, oh, we work for everything. So, and then our, they have that tech CU arena is gorgeous. It just opened up a year ago and they put us in one of the other locker rooms for like our green room. Cause they have like six rinks there. Damn. Yeah. And so we were, and so that one of the locker rooms I think was for the, for the mascots. And I ran into him beforehand and I was like, I'm in one of the bands come up and hang out. And then he shows up at the thing. He's the only one. And he comes in and gives me a hug. And I, I think he's hugging me. He goes, He's like, I don't want to step on. He's like, I don't want to step on your performance art, but you, you he said, if you need me, I will be there. <laughs> Glad that you saw. See, I knew there was something. He I knew he said something to you. And I was like, that guy's cool, man. Like he he truly was rocking out. And you He's would think like the bar- with, he has an instrument too. He had the drums. Yeah. He was dope. And oh. and the funny thing is, there there's such a crossover that I wouldn't be surprised if he legit was like a fan 
of your music like why else would he be the one that came like it does like you would think maybe the paracudas mascot would be there because it's their hometown arena and whatnot mm-hmm. but random texas mascot i don't know yeah i mean they were all there it was it was so cool like it was just a little it was also a little overwhelming obviously too because it wasn't like a traditional all-star i mean i'll say i don't have any reference but it's like it was like these weird like hyper like fast like small little like games i don't know have you guys familiar with the format see the ahl does stuff different um i, I is it kind of like the skills competition no the skills no, competition was the day the before, before but it was like it was like five minute it was like 10 minute games with like three periods were like five minutes or two minutes long and we had some confusion um joel who's like our you know our manager guy he was like I think you, they said you're going to play at the end of the second game well, and and at 7 o'clock. But the second game ended at 6.45. He was like, everyone go. And I was like, okay. So we run over there and <laughs> the guy – and then in that video, you see me talk, like shaking hands with one of the Sharks guys. And he's like, oh, no, no, yeah. It's like you're playing at 7. Like there's this, then this. And I was like, why isn't there just a regular game, please? <laughs> like, But it's hard because all-star formats, just like they're so – I remember growing up watching the baseball one being like, this is awesome. It's like, you know, they got the, you know, everybody out there trying their hardest, but then it's like you grow up and you're like, well, this is just kind of a sham. And it's like, you look at the NFL and the NBA and even the all-star game. Now it's just like, they're trying to reinvent the wheel. It's just like, you know, money and contracts is more important than the game for a lot of people. It seems like. Dude, I remember having, nhl all-star game parties at my house and like having all the homies over with chips and dips and we would sit down and watch the all-star game and the past five years or so i maybe like flipping on you know see especially with twitter nowadays it's so easy to just follow on Mm -hmm. that platform and then when you see people like talking about something crazy that's going on then you could flip it on and that's kind of how i view the NHL all-star game these days is just like if there's something like important happening, like when John Scott, for example, a couple of years ago, this hockey enforcer made it to the all-star game yeah. and then he started scoring like a bunch of goals. And it was just like, what the hell? Like this guy probably scored three goals in his whole career. And now he's <laughs> in this all-star game scoring a bunch of goals. And That's then awful. like, that was one of those things where I was like, all right, let me watch this one. But well, yeah, we got Michael I, I Bublé like on it. mushrooms this year. That was awesome. I fucking <laughs> support that. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of like in. that was the wild card. He needs to lean into the mushrooms even harder. We need the Michael Bublé. I can't even fucking say. It. We, need, we need Mikey Mushroom Bublé, or I don't know. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's funny. We actually do. Where the okay? This is also another hockey mom jeans. Michael Bublé crossover right there's this is like a like a like a three-part crossover so check this out <laughs> it was when mom jeans played or was it just friends fuck i think it was just friends act oh it was just friends because bart was driving it was that same tour we played the td uh or we played this place called big night live in boston and it's connected to the td garden um and there was like the penguin there's no no it was it was i think it was like a there's a penguins bruins game was maybe happening 
and because like they had the merch for both and then the team store and then michael buble was playing the the like the next day and he had just gotten there so all of his band all of his buses and everything we were all kind of like cross contaminating you know um but yeah that was, that was a j that was just friends actually um i get confused they all blend into each other sometimes but yeah, that was a really funny crossover because we were like, I was trying to sneak in the whole damn time, you know. I was, you know, but you know, maybe he was doing mushrooms on the bus or something. I don't know, but Boston's one of those cool. They got cool logos and the cool color scheme, mm-hmm. and history. Same with the Penguins too. Yeah, you know, th- those are two historic jerseys for sure. And now that the Penguins has kind of gone back to kind of the Lemieux era Penguins jersey. Yeah. You know, which I remember as just being so historic. I, I think that they've definitely uh stepped up the jersey game as well. Imagine if I have that entirely wrong. Someone fact checks me on some shit and it's like it wasn't even like you know what I mean? Like how embarrassing. Oh, we just make shit up on here all the time. Don't worry. <laughs> I was I was usually the the fact checker guy before I was on the podcast and I would just like text them. Error like, hey, boy. This is wrong. Whatever. And now I'm on it, so now I don't feel the pressure as much. So I'm just like, anytime someone's like, fact check, I'm just like, who cares, dude? <laughs> you growing up? No. Yeah, um, I did a little bit. I still watch it. It's my favorite. It's one of like the top five favorite favorite things in my life. It's so sacred to me. Those Tony Kornheiser and Michael, uh, you know, Michael Wilbon, like, yep. And so that's how I, that's how I can, cons- cause they also, they upload the podcast every single day and I actually have cable now. Um, whoa, whoa, we were fancy, man, fancy over man over here. <laughs> King uh, of the castle. Look at the puppy. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it was just, I was a way to get my internet. Uh, I was paying for YouTube TV and they raised the goddamn price on me. And then, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get cable. Like, a, like, you know, cause I grew up with cable and I want to watch NFL. Like, Oh, fuck all these motherfucking sports conglomerate entertainment ass motherfuckers. I've been making it impossible for me to watch anything ever. Yeah. And then, so then I got cable because I was like, at least I'll get something. And then I don't even know where the fuck I was going with this. I got so mad. But uh, I, oh yeah, PTI. And then so I've been able to watch them again, and it's cool. But I listen. To I'm actually surprised time. they still do it. If they ended, okay. I'd probably you know I don't even know what the fuck I'd have to, I'd have to do. <laughs> Uh, it's i've been watching it since i literally it started like i want i was there i remember watching one of the first ever episodes and i've you know followed them my entire life and it's like how i can it's very i love the structure because it's like five minutes here a minute here blah blah and then you know all the segments and everything plus their humor is so good but anyways um i've been able to follow a lot more like get into hockey a little bit more because they talk about it in such a way that i can you know, I can contextualize it really well. You know, so I would have not they started talking about, about it more. What's up? Because, because, like, for the longest time, the NHL and ESPN like did not mesh, and no, you know, especially when the NHL went on their lockout, they they broke their contract with ESPN, and there was like a long period of time where NHL was just like in on fuse, not fuse TV, like fucking outdoor yeah like the outdoor nature channel (laughs) and then the inverses and like these channels no one ever heard of but you know a couple of years ago they signed that deal with espn and i haven't had cable in the longest time 
So I get the ESPN Plus through like the Disney bundle, but I don't watch the like Sports Center or any of those shows. So I wasn't sure if they started to up their hockey talk. So it sounds like they are. They, I mean, they, so they have and they definitely do. Uh, I forget the guy's name. He's got like long hair and a mustache and he's like cool old guy. But no, you got like Melrose. I think, I think so. And, but with, with PTI, right? Like, um, Kornheiser and Wilbon are sports writers. So it's like they have always talked about hockey. We'll always talk about hockey in the same way. It's like, it's not like that superstar shit like uh, Stephen A. Like, I used to love Stephen A before it went all to his head and got all the money, but he isn't a complete, I don't think he's a, you know, a complete um, sports writer cover. Like, he's entertaining. He's an, he's an entertainer now. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and there's a big difference between like writers and entertainers and talking heads, I think these days. And so like the way, like I said, the way that they talk and talk about and cover it and, you know, and the, is just in such a way that is just so, you know, ubiquitous because that's what, you know, they grew up, right. People who like grew up with the paper, you know, they have like, a, they feel like the responsibility and like the, like the, the heart and soul into it. It's not just Stephen Yell- a yelling about, Kwame Brown or like you know any of this shit or the Cowboys or whatever it's like I honestly can't stand that guy anymore um but I mean Scott Van Pelt too they gave they gave him the late night uh ESPN slot too and he he does like full like think pieces and beautiful sports writer uh Shannon Sharp is on there now because of first take uh Mm -hmm. or and he's really good I love Kendrick Perkins also gives it to you pretty he says some crazy takes on basketball, but like he keeps it pretty G. I would say keep it keeps it pretty real with people. But yeah, it's a thing I think people have to like. I think hockey is a very good example of like a sport that can't be scripted and can't be controlled in a way where it's like I'm sure there's is what it is, but it's like it's so much about the sport and you see the fans and the people behind it. It's all such passion and love and like love for the game of hockey and same thing with sports writing and all sports. It's like, you know, the people who really do it and the same thing with music too, you know, who, who are there for the music and the people who are there. Cause it, you know, they want to feel like it's high school again. You know what I mean? Like, um, and that's what really drove me to hockey is like, you know, Bart and John Ellery, like those guys really like they freaking love hockey. And then, you know, all the super American dudes love hockey and it's like, you know, but they can't hockey stop. What's up in one of their songs, their lyric is, but they can't hockey stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bart is actually on their next tour. He's doing like a, um, he's playing hockey with them and like doing like a hockey thing. Like they're like playing like a game or ice time in Buffalo on one of the days off. But that's it's just true. really cool to see, like, you know, it's like a passion. You know what I mean? Eric from Mom Jeans always says, I want to be around people who are, the, like, love the same things that I, like, you know, have the same passion for the things that I do about whatever they have that makes sense, you know? Like, it's it's cool to be around people who love something for the pure, like, just love of it, if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I always tell people, yeah, I'm a New York Islander fan, but... I'm a hockey fan above everything else. Like that truly is my sport. And as you get older, Beautiful. yeah. Like as you get older, your, your time, like how you focus your time 
it, you, you really have to be more mindful of it. And that that's kind of why, because I was a huge, like every sport. I, I loved yeah. every sport growing up, but I couldn't give it my all anymore. And mm -hmm. I, I unfortunately had to like give up my love for the Mets and give up my love for the Jets just because first of all, like, I was They're depressed awful. all yeah, I was depressed all year <laughs> round. Like there was just no Rogers time for serves to be shot in the stomach. Yeah, I, I I truly haven't watched a jet game in so long because I just couldn't sit down on a Sunday and watch football anymore. And I just had to pick one and and hockey was the one. So who was the last Jet quarterback, Mikey, that you watched? Chad Pennington. I was gonna say Chad Pennington. <laughs> Dude. It it might no. It was after Pennington. Was maybe it, uh, like the Brett Favre years? Was was Sanchez before or after? Sanchez was before Favre. Yeah. Word. Favre yeah. also someone who deserves to get their ass beat. Am I gonna get in yeah. trouble for saying that kind of stuff? I got no. banned. On, I got banned on Twitter for like a whole week because uh, I called for the uh, the John Fisher and Dave Caval and. And uh, the old uh, Libby Shaft, the old mayor of Oakland, I, I'll, I called for them to, you know, I said, I hope, <laughs> I hope they get shot in the stomach. Not I'm going to or whatever. I said, I hope. It was like a veiled threat. It wasn't a, no, there's no, it wasn't threat. even a threat. It was just like That's putting it out into the atmosphere. Well, Beyonce said this. It's not a threat. It's a hope. We can't fucking hope for things these days. Obama yeah. a fucking platform on hope. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I mean, we we do hopes and prayers every time there's a school shooting in this country, so hope should be working. I hate this place so much. <laughs> yeah, they're they're calling me for my student loan. They didn't call me yet, but I found this out too. This is straight up horseshit. That TurboTax has lobbyists that uh, make sure that we like stop the government. The government doesn't tell us how much we. I mean, I'm 30 years old. There's some stuff I don't know. Cut me cut me some fucking slack, but. God, I just wish we could line them all up and just fucking murder every single one of them. It's just like as I get older, like as you guys know, probably like you, you lose time and you get more mad at shit. It's just like, <laughs> well, my God, the, the craziest shit is a couple of years ago, they came out with this baby food recall because there was a bunch of lead in it. And then what came out was that. The FDA, FDA wasn't regulating baby food. Like they didn't have to regulate baby food. And what and it the just, fuck are they it's doing? like it's like of all the things that you probably like, no matter where you are in like in the world, you would think like you care about babies, right? Like no matter what. Like fuck that's no, the one man. thing we all should relate on. And that oh, that's what started me. I was just like, man, we're fucked. Like we don't even give a shit if we're killing our babies. I'm so our friend more, more like Dale Gribble every single day. Yeah. Our and friend Reed. aliens from us too. I'm on this really weird freaking like TikTok streak where it's like every other video is like this dude and this like people talking with such certainty about like <laughs> just like conspiracy alien conspiracies and all this stuff. And I was just like, you know what? Maybe I'll just I'll just start being conspiracy. <laughs> like Eric started fishing. That's his new thing. Like he and he's already caught fit. He's like that's his. And I'm really leaning into the conspiracy thing. And now it's like, damn, this King of the Hill shit is like getting really kind of out of hand. So our, uh, our friend Reed in the live chat said, uh, legally, we have to say that we hope all these things happen to them in Minecraft. 
<laughs> I don't play Minecraft. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't play mine. I never actually Minecraft. I remember in 2011, uh, every single one of my friends, including my brother and my sister, were in a Minecraft server. So I want to hit really hard. And everyone at one point was like, it was like four o'clock during the summer. And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to go home and play Minecraft. And I was sitting around me like, what the fuck? Fuck. Like, <laughs> I was so mad. But, anyways. I don't yeah. care. I hate I hate those people. I hate the I fucking hate the government and I hate fucking John Fisher and I hate Dave Cavall and they're taking my fucking baseball team away and it's like you know, I don't really like the Sharks like that. So what am I supposed to freaking do? No, I took away I, your your take, your football team, took away your baseball don't even team. Give me freaking start. We'll be here for 2 hours. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, I feel your pain though. Like the Islanders were th- literally this close to losing their team because of some political bullshit. So I know exactly. about the Islanders, uh, the freaking the guy who almost bought the team on a Ponzi scheme vibe. Yeah, like, with like ten grand. That's a like, Ponzi scheme. That, I'm a huge thirty for thirty fan, and I, that's one of my favorite <laughs> ones. And no one ever believes me when I fucking uh, when I say it's like this dude's almost scammed everyone. Dude, he was this close. Like if he did not have a coke addiction and hooked on <laughs> prostitutes he would have pulled it off like he, he like, that is the most long island thing ever he, he was wasn't like, even from long island yeah no he's like some weirdo from some weird place and he yeah. uh I, I remember the like the climax of the documentary is like like the somebody from the nhl like runs in with a fucking fax like he's like no don't do it it's just like oh my god that is like see that's that's a beautiful i feel i wish more people knew about that like i don't know i feel like we're so desensitized to so many things and it's like the veil has also been pulled back i feel like with tiktok and everything being content where it's like what happens 20 years from now when we're like everything is already out in the open like we're gonna do a fucking documentary on this what like you know what i mean like i don't know no, I get it. It, it. it it was a crazy story. And uh shout out to Kevin Conley, big Islander fan who did it. He was the narrator and did all the research and whatnot for that one. It was a good uh good series for sure. I love that. So where are we oh, standing yeah. with the mighty ducks? Because that shit was really important to my uh to my childhood. When I'm feeling really sad, I turn on D2 and I watch the whole thing still. Dude, I just like the better big, the best one out of the trilogy. Yeah, big big fan of D one and D two. D three turned into like a, a rom com, like teen D three was movie. dog shit, dog shit. <laughs> same same with the 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 Disney Plus series. I tried to watch it and I was just like, yeah. what? So everything I, was for fucking nothing. Like Jesus, <laughs> I I watch it as a guilty pleasure because I love yeah. cheesy campy Disney Channel shows. But that second season was kind of rough. <laughs> I don't even think I got past like episode three. I think <laughs> oh, I the watched first it season I... or the second. No, first season. I think. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't I finish the first Gordon season. Bombay like that. He had the arc, and you got no talk of less. Boo! Next. <laughs> yeah, and, and the sad thing is, you know, for us, that was like a generational movie, right? That That is a movie that will go with us forever, right? And I'm a teacher, so I kind of feel like I have my ear to the ground with what's, with what's cool and whatnot. And I know you're a teacher. Not, That's beautiful. Yeah. And I don't hear a single kid talking about that. Like, they don't talk 
anything about the Mighty Ducks movie, uh, the Mighty Duck show, and it just breaks my heart. And it's like, why do we even do this? Like, it, it, it didn't resonate with the youth. So, like, you just are rebranding it because it's a money grab, right? And yeah, yeah, they're trying to get us mess. to watch it, is what they want. Yeah, but they didn't like the the storyline and everything didn't match up to what we wanted to see. No, you you do them, you do the you re you do D three again. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like beer league, you know you erase the third one from the the, from canon. True. What I want them to bring back is the uh, the Mighty Ducks cartoon series with the anthropomorphic ducks. Yeah, with the action figures were so freaking fire. Hell yeah. I was a big action figure kid. I, more action figures than friends, honestly. I would but, do crossovers between like Street Sharks and the Mighty Ducks. That's so gangsta. I did. I was a big Marvel kid. I used to get made fun of for like. Do you guys remember? Marvel wasn't hitting like that in the early two thousands until the cartoons were. I mean, for would you like? I'm talking like with the general public. Oh like, no! Yeah. No, I was. I was actually gotten the shit kicked out of me for, <laughs> for like liking spider-man and being a comic nerd you know what i mean like now it's just like that's just what it, that's what you do when you're that's a kid you like the MCU. but they're 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 like any dynasty they're you know they're having their time is up you know it's it's starting to wane um you know you get the formula and then what it is but can i say hell yeah so let me uh take a quick break to read our quick read from uh draft kings and then i want to jump into definitely uh the the sick mom jeans tour that you got coming mm-hmm. up and all things just friends as well so we know hockey games move fast but with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl you can score faster than anything happening on the ice this week new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets so that NHL Stadium Series games are happening this weekend. Perfect time to throw down some money on DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877 877- 8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after assurance. See DraftKings.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. Sorry, I had to read that off my phone, and that was extremely hard to do because it was so small compared to what I'm using. Kids, let's go! Amen. I love the energy. You have more energy for DraftKings than I do, but it's all good. So I just love sports. I just love it so much. Yeah. Dude, I do want to talk about before we get into some more of the just serious music talk, your interviews during Sad Summer, dude, were <laughs> chef's kiss. Like 
how did they come about like the blown out microphone made it like i loved every second of it i was i was glued to when you were posting those videos uh yeah um so on uh the mom jeans just friends tour um even going way back honey tv is in zoomies now like we have some designs in zoomies and stickers and bart and kiki um who does works for mom jeans and just friends is one of our good friends um one of our best friends actually they they went to go the fresno zoomies and do like a video and bart built a microphone he took a he hollowed out a 58 and put a lapel mic in and then duct tape and that's why it looks all crazy because you can't really there is no like lightning to like you can't really you know what i mean like he yeah. built one because apparently you can't get that i don't know and then on that just friends mom jeans tour brom and i um were interviewing people in the line uh and it was called the juice that was like our thing you know because we were you know we're all we're gonna start a podcast like that and you know, Bron and I are very, uh, we're shitheads. <laughs> and so then people really liked that. And, uh, excuse me, Danny was on that tour with just friends and mom jeans on, on that one. And cause Cody now who used to do it is at home doing the honey TV store and everything. And, uh, Danny was like, let's bring the microphone kick. Let's do it. And then, so one day I was just like, let's just go see what happens. And then I had just have a way, uh, a way of connecting with people. And then, we just started like the you know is the you know is just that's how pe- a lot of people consume the media nowadays. You go out there and into the wild doing the thing. <laughs> it just kept going because uh, you know Mom Jean's pretty big following on the internet, right? Like uh, so when we don't really post that often because we only like to you know we don't we like to post stuff that's like authentic to us, just having fun and things. Like it's not, we've never been a band that is like. And when we try to do the, the serious thing, like it seems like it doesn't always connect, you know. Um, and I'm not a serious person, <laughs> so uh, we went. I went out and we just fucking shithead complete. Like, let's just be honest here, Jackass and View Askew and like Jane Silent Bob and all that stuff. That's like what I grew up on, right? So a little bit of a little bit of that, a little bit of chaos, and then <laughs> it turned out to be a very uh, like one of the most popular things for the for the sad summer tour. This is like you look it up and it was just me on this microphone. And shouts out to Danny. Like I said, it's 20% me, 80% them on the editing and the everything. Like, and then people being like, What is this? Like you had they had to sift through so much because people be like, I want to do an interview, and then they just stand there and it's like I'm just like, I don't what do I do? And then um but yeah, it was just so so awesome that they were thinking about bringing me back to MC it. But I still haven't got that phone call. So, you oh. know, uh, if they tried to replace me, I'd get straight up motherfucking pissed off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Drop the gloves. <laughs> no, but yeah, we're gonna bring them back. I, hopefully, we're gonna bring it back for this uh, this tour because um, you know that's how we. I think we just like connecting with our fans. I feel like Mom Jeans has always been a band that has like a you know, has a little bit more of a connection, uh, like a connection with the people, not compared to any other bands, but like a very special type of connection where, you know, people feel like they can come to us if like, you know, the merch is wrong or like they want to know about a show or whatever. It's just like, you know, 
I don't know, just anything. Like Eric still plays DIY shows. Like he'll he has a solo thing called Scratcher. He'll he'll go play Gilman or like the Honey TV store, Tamarack or something. Like these small like if someone comes through and he'll straight up just play modern baseball covers, mom jean songs, like bad like we like we're the most serious, unserious band ever. I feel like sometimes like, you know, uh we just have done it for ourselves done it ourselves for so long that it's just like you know, kind of hard to separate that from the connection that we share with everybody, you know, it's a special thing, man. So we go out there, bring the microphone, but the, I always be like, let your voice be heard. (laughs) But yeah, so maybe you'll see me this summer, but maybe you won't. My guess is probably not. I'll probably be at home with this dog. Oh, I I think that's a genius idea, though, having you MC whatever kind of festival or anything, like even an emo night or something like we did an emo night once. It was I put a ladder on my head. (laughs) (laughs) How tall was the ladder? It was or a bit. I put it like this and I walked around with it or whatever. We used to we we call it DJ Blue Balls. It's like we get up (laughs) and we get on the ox cord and then we stop every song right before the drop. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we were getting booed we were getting straight up booed on stage at uh in denver at the first sad summer in 2019 and then we also did it in new jersey because that there's like a hurricane warning or some sort of like you know some weather thing and um they brought us inside <laughs> and they brought the whole part the whole show inside to do emo night afterwards and we were just like up there just like <laughs> straight up shotgunning beat i don't drink anymore because of a liver thing i only i was straight edge for a long time and i only drank for like two years but that was the time we were like doing jaeger bombs on stage like fucking like spin the ladder like you know we we were absolutely like the you know the worst people at the party (laughs) (laughs) but you know well our buddy tom was saying that if he ever hosted an emo night he would only play track three off of everyone's favorite albums like no matter what and we were going through to try to figure out if like all those like classic emo night albums have like a sick track three and some do like most of them do but there's some there's some awful track threes as well and i was just like people would hate you they'd be like Play cuties without cute without the e, and then. Well, I think that is track want. three, though. Is that track three? So yeah, far, I, I you, got, you got states and mines, and then into Rome, and then quicksand. Like, you know. Also, I think yeah, cute without is, the e is track three. And then welcome mats is track three on. Welcome uh, mats is track three. Nikki yeah. FM is track three for uh, Silence of Black and White by Hawthorne Heights. Like, you I know, think that's track wife, three is right. Nikki FM is actually his wife. Dude, and I love how he's just like, like his like TikToks are just like, hey guys, uh, I'm out in the parking lot. Nikki FM is shopping for paint. Like he calls her Nikki FM on social media. It's the cutest. Well, that's her. Thing. That's her handle too. And like you gotta think about like that age group too. Is like your handle was like that was your aim tag, yeah, right. I remember Kat, um, who was uh, she's a photographer and she used to work at Pure Noise, uh, um whack cat on instagram and then i'm his, his handle she she was in like a fantasy football league i think with her i'm pretty sure this is she's the one telling me the story it's like it's like nikki fm is like the is you're just in a fantasy football league with nikki fm yeah that's so like we were all there. crying our eyes out in high school to that song i was in elementary middle, middle school. school i think Hot Topic yeah. had just opened up at the Stone Ridge Mall. Ooh, I'm, the scary I'm, Hot Topic, too. 
Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> I rode my bike that ended up I rode my bike up to the mall and I had enough money to either get a chain, uh, no, a studded belt so I could look like Billy Joe and Mike Dirt or a Pantera dad hat. And I bought the belt and it didn't fit on the pants that I had. And then I was too embarrassed to go return it. So and I had it. And then I traded that bike for a longboard and I pushed Mongo up to the target to get my pre-release of Stadium Arcadium. Sick. Yeah, that's it. And I longboarded home with my CD player listening to Danny California. I appreciate that you said you pushed Mongo all the way up. Not a lot yeah, of people would admit that. Come on now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I tore my ACL senior year, and then I stopped. And then when I was like 19 or whatever, I like tried to skate again. I landed a couple bonelesses, and then I hung up the board, man. <laughs> but, I feel that. Yeah, this is not a skateboarding podcast or not, but <laughs> hey, we're Funny adjacent enough, to it. We, I actually have a, I have a, a music question for you from our, uh, our live chat. Uh, yeah, uh, comes from Reed again. I guess uh, they saw you at one of the sad summer events down here in Florida because I saw that they had a picture with you, and they want to know how many bands were you in prior to Mom Jeans, and what's the favorite song that you, what's your most favorite song that you've ever written? Fuck. Oh, yeah. I know, right? Audio Jam. It was my first band, Audio okay. Slayer, Pearl Jam. There Ooh. you go. We did instrumental covers of Smoke on the Water and Crazy Train and Green Day and Ain't Talking About Love and Blink That's a good one, Yeah. And then that ended, and I was in a band called Monstrum. And that was like, I was in a band with the kid, the, the kid's dad, the singer of Exodus. Um, what? Yeah. Nick Souza. <laughs> California, bitch. Let's go. Uh, yeah i mean that's all those thrash dudes are from uh, everything from like the bay from, area they're from like the suburb that i'm from like mm -hmm. testament and exodus and when I mean, you look at some kind of monster he you know homie gets pulled over in livermore yeah the opening the opening scene so then after i was in a band called the american legal system with kent and matt yanko and then that and they kicked me out of that uh fuckers uh <laughs> and then i started a band called sam class nation which was proto just friends um that used to play with eric's band back in the day and then i was in a gajillion bands after that i played in a band i played in a straight edge band uh called zero progress i played in a band called hatches it was a mysterious guy hardcore band i played drums and guitar in a band called Techie Blood. I call I played a band called Snooze for a while. Um, then I also was in a band called You're Cute. And then I was in a band called I played in Safe Face for a show. Mm -hmm. mm, God damn, it's gonna and then the bands that did all the bands that didn't happen either. That we like, you know, I was in a lot, I've been in a lot of bands. I'm losing count, but then um fuck where was i i don't even remember just when started in like 2013 or so um me and ov started the band and then um what else i don't even know i was i'm starting new bands every day every day just on my phone uh and then and what's the what's the, like your favorite song that you've written if you could pick one i know it's hard as a musician 
Um, sheesh. I have a song. One of the most, the songs I'm the most proud of has never came out. Um, I was going to post the, I was actually thinking about posting the demo of it the other day. It's a song called boss baby. It's about, uh, going, going, going to work. It's one of my favorite ones. Uh, but no, fever is one of my favorite ones. Um, Zaza is one of my favorite ones. Uh, you know, trying to pick one off of this of sweet. I mean, so I had a really big hand in writing Sweet Tooth uh, at the time, mm-hmm. and so I have like that entire record is such a beautiful experience for me. Um, Circus Clown was like. It's not my favorite song I've ever written, but it was like one of the first ever times where the band was like trusted me with like like the main theme and idea. Yeah. Um, Cry Baby was another one where me and Eric just had this crazy synergy where it's like I wrote the first couple lines and he just like the I was so funny. Uh, 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 the chord progression is from an old song that never came out. Another one of my favorite songs that I've I've never released. And then I had the send a text. I throw my phone across the room. I'm all alone. And then I was like, Eric, I got this. And then he was just like, because we lived together at the time. He was just like, <laughs> give me one second. And me and Yanko, who was living there too, we went out to get like sandwiches or burritos or whatever. A motherfucker put on 40 during the COVID. I'm not going to lie to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then came back and he had the rest of the song written everything he had everything written just like within like 20 minutes it was like straight up in incredible and that was one of the first songs where it's been crazy to see the reaction with sweet tooth like over time where it's like you know songs it's hard when you have five songs that you know spotify has really dictated how people consume music i feel like so if you don't have one of you know like have one of your top songs in one of your songs you're trying to promote in there. It's going to be really hard to break through. And then cry baby. The beginning was one of the first ever times where we really like Bart and I looked at each other at like the crowd was like saying every word. And we were like, Whoa, they're singing as much as like, you know, 40 hands or any of these other ones. Also the video is just incredible. And then now too tying it in with the acoustic uh, 40 hands version where it's like got the crazy like acid time warp thing, you know. I don't know. I'm rambling now, but uh, I also like the song called "Pacer" on um, by Snooze. That was that was I think a very complete song. I took a lot of chances with that first Snooze EP because uh, Bart one told one time told me it just sounds like Weezer with the with the Just Friends guy, and so I rethought of how I would do everything, but. Then Brandon was in a band. Brandon's one of my best friends. I've known him since the first grade. He truly, you know, understands me on a level that nobody else does. And he was one of my favorite songwriters. And I played bass in his band for a while. And he has a song, um, a song called Midnight that is, like, so good that I reference in 1-800-SEXY, too, the, the mm-hmm. line that is, uh, I say, uh, I'll pay, like, I'll, I'll pay the refill on your Sprite. I'll take the toppings that you don't like. That was actually, he wrote that. So I don't know. It's usually something when it's like my favorite songs are any songs that are like uh, exercises in my identity and songwriting or songs that I 
worked on with my best friends. Love that. Yeah. Love Long-winded. That. I'm sorry. I'm just like – No, it's fine. Music first. I'm, I could it, legitimately give a fuck about any of the – like I, I've been playing bass since I was 11 years old. Like, you know, I there's, there's VHS footage of me smacking the TV and dancing to Green Day Live at Woodstock. So – I've been consuming music for a long time. My parents had the stereo in the, you know, in the in the living room, and there's a video of my mom like dropping me, <laughs> like Shane, <laughs> like, like she's like I'm I'm laying on this thing, and she like picks me up, and then like kind of like drops me a little bit. She's blasting Bob Marley, and it's like music is a big, very, very emotionally important thing for me. So sorry, it's long winded. I know. No, it's no. fine. It's, it's same for us. It's funny, like when you when you talk about like Sweet Tooth, and you talked about kind of like you know the the five singles that are gonna like kind of you know make or make the make the algorithm and, and be on everybody's playlist. And yeah. it's funny because like Sweet Tooth, especially like when it when it came out, it was one of my top albums for 2022. And I listened to that album front to back for probably like two weeks straight. Like that was the only Thank thing you. that I was playing because it was just like sonically, it was just. And funny enough, Tom was the one that got me into it because he was sitting right next to me at work. And he was he was like, do you hear the new Mom Jean stuff? I go, no, I haven't yet. And he just started playing it for me. And I was just like, all right, I'm hooked. And just like like listening to it, like I love consuming an album in full because that really kind of like portrays more of the... Thank of, you! Of what you guys are going for. Like, yeah, the single game is cool, but I think like when you do an album, you're actually telling a story. And I kind of... I grew up on like fucking... Cohedia Cambria and Use Your Illusion, like, and fucking, like, concept albums that told stories. Like, I can't, I don't have the attention. I have too much of an attention span for singles. No, it's a beautiful thing. I appreciate you saying that, because that's the same thing with me. It's like, I'm very big into eras, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Weezer, Green Day. Yeah. Even Prince, you know. Yeah. You know, Mariah Carey, like. All these icons, right? They all have eras, you know, you know, and uh, I just love living in the album. Same thing was like Sweet Tooth, right? It's like we could have made it shorter and it probably would have been commercially more successful. Uh, same thing with Gusher. You know what I mean? A lot of people are mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's not connectable. It's just like, well, we took a chance and put out 13 songs that we really, truly believe in. And it's like, could I have done 10 songs and a three song supplemental like funk EP and then you know, maybe we would be a bigger band. It's like, I could give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like I got to go both of those times. I got to go to New Jersey, um, live there for a month, live and breathe music and art and food and sports. And yeah, you know, it was just, uh, I just want to, it's like a snapshot of who we are at the time. You know, it's like, you know, like blood sugar, sex, magic, 17 songs, you know, American idiot right out the gate was it third track is jesus of suburbia maybe 10 minute song yeah it's nine minutes and some crazy crazy but that's just what i grew up on so it's like but singles have done a lot more damage for just friends i feel like they've been you know more exciting for people in a in a way um mom jeans put out alameda county fair last year as a single to kind of test that it was fun it was cool but i think you know I just love, you know, this tour. We're kind of like it's kind of the end of the Sweet Tooth era. It's like the, we've done, you know, it's twenty twenty four. We're we're writing. We have already have ten new songs. 
Yeah. Um, and like, you know, we're kind of starting to build a vibe uh, and like a, you know, we're trying to build that world right now, which is really cool. We might, we might test it out, might throw a new song in there on the set list maybe. Um, and we're just, I'm just thankful to be able to do this in whatever capacity I can because someone was like oh thankfulness is like out right now it's just like motherfucker suck me from the back like fucking idiot like, i'm just so i mean I, I have to be thankful you know i've been uh doing this for a long time and it's not been easy of you know financially emotionally mentally physically like anything that's not like you know i'm just been able to, you know it's it's been able to what's the word i'm looking for like I can make art for a living right now. Uh, I still work still. I, I work for the town of Danville sometimes and uh, I do like odd jobs and stuff around there. Cause I, I love to work and stuff, but um, I'm just thankful that, I, you know, I followed my dream and my passion and it didn't always make sense to a lot of people. And, you know, you do a lot of growing up and a lot of learning and you make a lot of mistakes, you know, and I'm just thankful to still be doing it with the people that I love. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm nothing without the, the cast. I'm of, you know, it's funny because Joel's like, I'm not very much of a collaborator. And it's just like, well, I, it's, I'm the opposite. I can't, I can't not collaborate. You know, just friends is like, you know, family to me. We've laughed, cried, screamed, partied, freaking, you know, that's the, you know, same, you know, and with mom jeans, it's like Eric and I have known each other since we were like 17, 18 years old, you know, whatever. Like, it's just a it's a family affair, you know. And we like the people who we like get to go on tour with too, like our staff is like, you know, Yanko, one of my best friends. Like, you know, I'm just I've been able to build a life that I'm very proud of and I'm getting emotional. It's just like those people behind me, uh, I, I got nothing without him. You know what I mean? Like Brad, Joel, Brond, Brandon, Austin, Bart. Yeah, I'm just going to keep naming them. I guess. <laughs> just the, the end don't credits. Me, don't fucking let mom jeans come to the Grammys. I will fuck that shit up. I'll be wearing my fuck Raiders haters t-shirt and fucking absolutely fucking going crazy. Plus, I, don't let us go there because I'd have to let – I'd have to have find a dog sitter for my dog. But. Aww. <laughs> Look at her. Well, Where's yeah, dude, you, you rep your homies. You even rep Bart's like men's league hockey jersey at the AHL All Star game. We're talking Fresno State. We're talking Division One NC because he goes to Fresno State right now. He's about to graduate next year, I think. But yeah, he plays on. It was so funny. Every time we went anywhere, everyone's like Fresno, like yeah, like whatever. He was like, oh, we suck. It's just like the fact that you're doing it is pretty cool. That was one of my biggest regrets is I never got to play organized sports in high school. I was a marching band kid and I was too scared and I was intimidated. I got made fun of a lot until I stopped giving a fuck. You know what I mean? And then I was class clown runner up and then now I'm still class clown runner up in some. <laughs> just some different. Classes. Yeah, just different. But yeah, I'm just so thankful. I would not be here without the love and support of them and my family my you know my mom and dad have put up with a fucking lot same with my you know brother and sister but mostly my mom and my dad mostly my mom <laughs> we used to run honey tv out of out of her garage and then we that's where we used to practice fuck it we'd even throw fucking shows there man <laughs> like <laughs> there's a really funny vi a video of welcome mats uh playing my garage like when rock to the rhythm came out and then 
my mom comes in at the end of the video and it hard pans to her and she's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Huge Raider fans, actually. She texted me that my dad was uh, found a 49ers hat at her house and he like put it on and I was like, it makes me sick. You're you see my Instagram today. Oh, fuck the 49ers. Fuck that team. Fucking hate those fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> I hate the Chiefs too. Man, yeah, it- I hate the Kings too. Kings. My oldest like memory of the Raiders, and I don't know why this is like burned into my fucking skull, but I guess Disney used to have like a magazine that you would be able to get at like the grocery stores. It was like a little, little leaflet, and like it was put like like they had like no doubt on the cover, and they would do like music and shows. And I remember they did they did a huge spread when the Raiders went to the Super Bowl against the Rams. Um, right? Yeah. What year was no, it was the Buccaneers in 2002. That's what it was. It was the yeah, the the Bucks. You're, you're on it though, because the Rams were around that era, greatest show on turf. Yeah, that was like Kurt Warner football. too. But there, I guess that yeah, that it was the it was the the Bucks and the the Raiders. And I don't know why it's burned into my memory, but there's this there was an old woman in the picture, and they were like these Raiders fans go all out for their team, and she had like she had the silver and the black. Uh, face paint. I know exactly and what, what you're talking contact about. Contact lenses, dude. Yep. I said Oakland Raiders on the contact lens. That is me, bro. <laughs> that is me. Yeah, one of my one of my best friends, Jordan. He is like, uh, we, um, we were mortal enemies. Actually, our groups were like growing up, like the at the, the cool at the at the movie theater, like the little sprawling movie theater, and me and Eric's hometown is called Hacienda. And that's where the IMAX theater was. And there's a 20, there was like a Starbucks that was up until like three or four in the morning. And then me and all my punk friends like used to go there. And then he had his cool, like, like magic, the gathering cool, like, you know, fans, like pe- groups. And we didn't get along. And then all of a sudden, like we worked together like a year or two later at the city of Dublin, we worked events in the events department. We worked together for years and it was just me and him. And we came really close. He was also a crazy Raider fan. And like, you know, uh, we were able to connect, and it's like that's the beautiful thing about sports. It's like connecting with anybody, you know what I mean? Sports get a bad rap for a lot of you know early 2000s and uh current you know shitheadness, I think. But uh, they bring people together, and then you know, we for the last couple of years of the Oakland Raiders, we would go every week and absolutely fucking be the most evil people. <laughs> Jade from Oso Oso, you should ask him if you ever like. He, uh, you know, another Long Island dude, Long Beach, let's go. Um, he always says me at sports games is the best time on Instagram because I'm just like, we'll go to jail. I can't go to jail now. I have a family. So it's like, you know, my fiance and my dog would be pretty pissed off if I fucking ended up in jail over, over some, you know, some loud mouth, dumb shit energy. But um, anyways, the eye contacts, that, that's me, bro. That's me. <laughs> And those were like the thick eye contacts too, because that was like 2002. They didn't have like these light, nice, airy contacts. Those were fucking glass, basically. When I die, I hope heaven is the fucking Coliseum parking lot. <laughs> just a, a massive tailgate. That's your Valhalla. It's just an Bro, Oakland Raiders tailgate. Me fucking wasted on the train, and then I get sober, and then I get wasted at the on the rum chata at Raider Rodriguez's fucking tailgate and then i wait in line 
and I get wasted in line, and then I get into the stands and I get wasted again. I don't drink anymore, but you know, now I'm wasted on Mountain Dew. Yeah, Black man. But you, when you're in sugar-free Red Bull, when you're in uh, <laughs> Oakland Raiders Valhalla, like you can get drunk all you want. That's what I'm saying. I'll be dead, or I'll be in the next universe with the aliens or whatever. My my soul is my. We're just you know what is it. We're just a farm. I'm, I can't talk like this in the, on the internet. People are going to start thinking I'm weird, bro. <laughs> Your vapor is going to go into the third girl. dimension. Fuck. I'm going to be trying to become a teacher again. I almost dropped out of this entire thing to become a high school guidance counselor uh, during uh, during COVID. I, I, I was going to go to school and get my master's, and then they raised, they doubled the price on me. Fuck. Yeah. Them. And then, uh, but yeah, imagine now. Imagine me passing a background check now with the fucking knuckle tattoos, too. <laughs> Jesus. It, it's becoming acceptable. There, there's teach? more. I'm a fifth grade teacher, so I teach math and science. Well, that's beautiful. My brother's a high school math teacher. Yeah. That, At our uh, old high school. Dude, what, I did that like, for... his yearbook picture? Bro, they found my yearbook picture. And get this. <laughs> My fiance's older sister teaches with him and also went to the fucking school, bro. Double California. <laughs> Let's fucking go. It's not yeah. the kind of place I grew up in, though. It's so it's so much like like up like upper middle class, like snooty, rich Tesla bullshit. Now, when I was there, people called it dumpling for a reason. People called it dumpling. <laughs> I'm fucking proud to be from the Bay Area. I ain't never gonna leave, even it kills me. Yeah, I, I had a, a similar experience. My my first year out of college, I was like a long term substitute at the in the district that I went to as a kid. Yeah, and being in the faculty lounge as like an adult now, but a lot of my former teachers were still there, was the weirdest Oof. experience ever. It was the That's because you, you grew, Yeah, it's so weird because you kind of like grow up idolizing your teachers in this weird way. Yeah. And then to like hear them talk like normal people behind closed doors was just totally weird for me. So oh, I yeah. I'm not there anymore. I'm I'm totally far away from where I grew up. But that was uh, an experience for sure. That's dope. I love teachers. We used to always do. Uh, sometimes I'll remember we'll do like a discount for teachers at the merch table because you know it's horse shit how they're te- how you guys are treated. It's fucking. Like I said, I hate it here, bro. But, you know, I want to try to what I can to be part of the change. You know what I mean? Like, I'm showing up to the school board meeting before I leave, I think. There's one next week. Apparently, this is some horse shit, too, is that the motherfucking superintendent, fucking school district motherfucker for the Dublin district that I, you know, my brother teaches in. And I went to. They got an 8%, like the state gave them an 8% increase in pay, but it only passed on like 3% to the teachers. And no explanation, no nothing. And then the superintendent or whatever, the district head or whatever the fuck his name is, Funk, I think his name is, also shot. Fuck, I wish that motherfucker would die. Like, I'll get in trouble for that one, actually. But in Minecraft. Um, in Minecraft, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, he just like is just no accountability. He can do whatever he wants. It's just like annoying, bro. It's like well, these people out here, you know, changing the lives of 
the youth, man, and we treat them like shit because people yeah. want power, bro. It's so fucking it hurts my brain. Florida, Florida, they they passed a they passed a raise for teachers. I think it was like like maybe seven years ago, and they were like, we're gonna give you an increase, and it was like uh, I think it was like an eight thousand dollar increase, but you were locked in for fifteen years, like you could not get a raise for fifteen years after that. I'm like. Man, Antis, all the, it's that my fiance said they're like they're like uh like banning. I mean they ban books everywhere. They're like straight like banning like re like I hate it here, bro. It's gonna make me cry, motherfucker. Why don't we just love motherfuckers? You know what I'm saying? You, you know what books will never get banned. Fuck you. Hockey Do you remember books. those Matt Christopher books? Not familiar, but I do no? know who uh, he is. Matt Christopher books, just look it up. Ask your fiance because uh they're the worst. They're the worst <laughs> they're sports the worst. books ever. Oh, oh, she actually was like sent me um a, a list. She's like, who you know, like who are these people? You know, because she's not really a sports person at all. And uh it was I was like, maybe don't have the Deshaun Watson book in the library. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe also the Aaron Rodgers book too. I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. You know, that. Now, she's telling me that uh, baseball isn't as popular as it used to be. Which no. is like, she's, there's like one or two kids who are like into, who are like, ask about like baseball. I remember being a kid just like, I'm going to learn everything I can about all these sports people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I actually see, you know, Charlotte, that's where I am now. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina. We have a uh, we have an MLS team now, and truthfully, my students are way more into Charlotte FC than they are any other sport right now. Like the it's Hornets, got, suck, bro. That's weird. yeah. The Hornets are bad. The Panthers are bad, and all the, all that owner threw the drink on the fan, bro. That guy also deserves to be fucking thrown in jail and beaten the fucking. <laughs> To an inch of his life in Fortnite. And there you go in Fortnite. <laughs> I like that one. Well, Sammy, you grew up. You grew up like in Oakland during like the Moneyball era, right? Oh yes, I was born in Oakland, California, and then I moved to Dublin in the nineties when I was like two or three. And so I'm, that's about twenty minutes from Oakland. So yeah, I grew up. I watched. There's a pizza place called Lucky Pizza down the street from my house that used to throw shows. It's my introduction to music, and they had a big TV. And then it's like huge family style table is like, you know, that everyone would sit at, like, you know, it was like four or five tables long and then booths. And I remember watching the, the Scott Hattenberg fucking uh, home run. Also they do, uh, they do art. How I think that's the name. They do him dirty in that movie. He wasn't like that. Like they needed a villain for that. Also. Yeah. Billy Bean too. He can fucking go to hell now too, because he's apparently still a part of the thing, but he's letting this happen. It's just like, you know, the money ball thing ruined root. Like it was so cool, but it ruined baseball. It ruined my life. Also the Johnny Hill character doesn't exist either. It's also fake. Like. No, I, I love like that, that era of time where it's like that 2002 season. Like that's what it was all based Miguel off. Del Tejada, Eric Chavez. Yeah. It was a beautiful time to be alive. <laughs> Barry Bonds, I hate the Giants, but Barry Bonds, Rich Aurelia, that shit was popping off hella hard. So we, li- I truly grew up in the best time to be, you know, in baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also had the Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, Mark Mulder, like, you know. And then also, too, Raiders were in the, you know, 
in the Super Bowl, and then we lost. We were really bad for 20 years, but that was like the Charles Woodson era. You know, I don't know what the Sharks were really doing, but I think the Chichu thing was like a little bit past that. I think that was probably like mid late 2010. Like yeah, kind of yeah, vibe. Like Jordan Nolan, that was like the guy. That Who's I 88? Not Olin Nolan. Who's he's a little bit later, but I remember the guy with the the no teeth, number 88. Brett Burns. Uh, Brett Burns. Yeah, my friend Jordan, his, his uh, girlfriend Wendy is a massive Sharks fan. And then she got like this jersey assigned by him. It's like hung up somewhere, I feel like. But hey, yeah, he looks see, like I, Duck Dynasty. I but, grew up in Miami during that time. So I had like Marlins in the World Series. Then I had Ricky Williams. Then I had the Heat. Then I had the Marlins again. Then I had the Heat Dynasty because I had the Heat with Shaq and Dwayne Wade. And then yes. I had the Dynasty for the Heat. In and the talents to South Beach heat. Yeah. I had I, I would drive to, to Miami Beach and you would just see LeBron James riding his bike like right next to you, but he was taller on his bike than your car. <laughs> Chris um, Bosch, Ray Chris Allen. Bosch. Mm-hmm. Ray Allen opened up his first restaurant down there too. It was like an all like organic USDA approved like uh sandwich, like um just like a chicken shop, and it was really good. That's awesome. And then what's the old? What's the guy who just retired uh, last year? He's on the team for like twenty-one years. Uh, oh, fuck! I forgot his name. I can't. Yeah, I mean Jimmy Butler's ripping it up right now. He's cool. Mm-hmm. Either hero, totally. You knew once you got the rap song about you, you were you're gonna be <laughs> ass, bro. Mo Bamba, pff, fucking Tyler Hero. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. And I moved up to Orlando, and I got a, uh, I got to, well, I got to see Tampa win the Stanley Cup in the 2000s, and I got to You're go watch the ass right now, right? The Lightning are fucking good. Uh, yeah, yeah we're in third, third place yeah. right now. You guys didn't turn it last year? No, we didn't win last year. Two years yeah. ago. Yeah, we we were back to back champs back for the back. COVID in uh, 2021, and then we went again to the Stanley Cup, and we lost. So we went three times and we lost the third time. And then, I mean, we got. We it's got. They're still stacked. I mean, we lost a couple of good ones and Stevie Y like left, unfortunately, before he was able to win any Stanley Cups with the team. Um, But, hey, I'll take hey, it. I, I got I, I got my my duplicate ring right here. My two replica Stanley Cup rings. Like, That's man. so awesome. Yeah. You do mom jeans rings. Dude, no, for real. Like that would that would do so well. Just do like a like a mom jeans like championship ring. That'd be so funny and on brand for us, honestly. Yeah. So sell out show. Everyone gets a ring. All every single one of you. <laughs> a few episodes I was telling this story about how I met Ken Morrow, who was on the, the Miracle on Ice team. Oh and then, shit. And then he won four Stanley Cups right after that. So like literally won the gold medal, then won four Stanley Cups with the Islanders. And a couple of years ago, the Islanders had these replica ring nights, like as a giveaway, but they look so legit. Like they really looked authentic. And as I'm meeting Ken Morrow, he's letting people put the actual Stanley Cup rings on and the gold medal. Like we had this kind of private event with him. And I was like, Man, I don't think he realizes how easy it would be for one of these fans 
to just swap out the rings and like get a legit Stanley Cup ring. I was just like, this guy is too trustworthy. I don't think this is a good idea. Isn't that? I'm not saying that happened, but that that went through my mind. Isn't there like a ring thing about Ace Ventura One? Isn't that what the Dolphins? Isn't that like like the whole premise of like? how the person gets caught or whatever. Yeah. It was the AFC championship ring. Um, and it was, uh, Dan Marino, Ray, right? It was, but it was, it was Ray Fink. It was his ring because he, when he got the, he was the kicker and he kept saying that Dan Marino put the laces in instead of laces out. So he was always like laces out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, it was like one of the gems. It was like an Amber gem in the, the ring that that's how they found him. I yeah. love Ace Ventura, dude. Like that movie dude. did not age well at all. Oh, the second one is still good. Yes, but the first one is like well, the second one, uh, second one, yeah. it's still hilarious. Austin Powers aged pretty well, I would say. Who? Austin Powers. Austin Powers that's aged very well, and it's very strange. Yo, all but also, well, fun fact: Eric is really from Mom Jeans is very good at impressions, like very mm-hmm. good. And his uh, his uh, Jim Carrey is one of probably his best, and the Ace Ventura specifically is one of his best. Um, which one so, did he do? Does he do the 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 highlight one when he's in the the facility? He does like, the Whoa. his one is the one where he's in the dinner party with all the rich freak shows. Oh. And he's got he puts the monocle man over his thing and he goes, <laughs> "Do not collect go. Do not pass go. Do not collect twenty dollars." <laughs> yeah, but you must be the monopoly man. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, Jim Carrey's on some weird freaky shit now, so you know. He I wish he could have aged pretty gracefully, but you know. I feel like after he did Man on the Moon, that that uh what's his face? It's like the biopic for Andy Kaufman. Like he like went off the deep end after that movie. Like he thought he was Andy Kaufman during all the filming of that. He should have thought he was the Grinch. That <laughs> is the best. Can you imagine Jim Carrey just in character? Can't cancel that. <laughs> oh man now Sam, before we let you go yeah. we got a big tour coming up and you're leaving in a couple of weeks but tell me about these spirit nights that you guys are doing because that sounds freaking awesome and i hope this is like legit like gonna happen yeah it's going down for real the devil suit thing was like an after it was not at all any of that but bart we're playing the biggest show we've ever played in I think almost ever like headlining maybe at Hollywood Palladium the second night and also Fox theater, which is like an incredible iconic venue for the Bay area. One of the best, if not the best in the Bay area. And so we have to be in these big rooms and we have to, you know, we want people to come, you know, and so we're just trying to find creative ways to make it fun. And we've always done that. Like I remember one time at fest, we threw out 30 bean burritos from Taco Bell during the set. And like, we just started like, you know, we like to make mom jeans, shows fun just friends shows same thing conga line out the door you know conversations you know i'm just yapping the whole fucking time but um bart just was like i'm where we're wearing track suits in la and then i was just like that's genius and then i was like so where how 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 involved can we get and then we just like i just started spiraling joel was so <laughs> adamant about it needs to be one thing and I was like, but the tracksuit thing's already got legs and it can't be tracksuits. And then for a while we were like tracksuits versus pajamas because, you know, that South Park pajama day episode is so funny. And then, uh, yeah, so then we just were like, let's just let the fans decide. 
So we got some more coming out. And it's just a fun way to have a memorable night, you know? It's like, yeah, I think it's genius. I really do. I think it's a way to, and I'm sure fans are going to take part in it as well. And I feel like it's just a way to make it a memorable night. Like it separates just a normal standard show that we've all been to so many of. It's something different. And I think it's great. I tell this story at nauseum and I'll be quick. Um, I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers in 2006 as like a, I got really, 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 I got cyber bullied as before the word got even existed. My parents took me to see, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters, like, as like a, hey, like, please, we need you, you know, we want you to, you know, feel better kind of thing. I was in therapy, all that stuff. And so then I went and Chili Peppers, they went out and phoned in the entire thing. It was so sad. They didn't even say, I was so excited to hear them say Oakland, California or like Bay Area or anything. Nothing. Phoned it in. Total snooze fest. So thankful I went. I mean, I love that band. It was, you know, incredible. Next night or next week or whatever, Foo Fighters and Weezer. Dave Grohl is telling stories about being at the restaurants that I've been to. They're like bringing out, they're just like talking to the crowd. You know, Rivers Cuomo brings up Dave Grohl from the crowd wearing a hoodie to play sweater song. Like Taylor Hawkins has got a like, comes out and does like 10 drum solos it's just like a room i almost that that duality stuck with me for the rest of my life and that's how i want to conduct myself at shows is like i want to make sure and i've also have i've heard other bands too will be like wait they'll just wear the jersey from the town or it's just like a long time ago just friends used to do like area code chants we still do that because people are proud to be from where they're from that's why you're fucking like sports in the first place yeah you know all that kind of stuff like so i just want every single i don't want a single person to ever think i take this for granted or that we take it for granted like it's not groundhog day it's not it's like i'm thankful to do what i do and i want to make it a special time when what better to be and then it's mom jeans likes to make things overly complicated and involved for fun so you know mark my words joel was telling me that he's like oh only like five people are gonna be wearing whatever you know what i mean i'm just like if you do more than one i was like just you watch the mom jeans army mobilize motherfucker let's go so i love it i think it's genius i yeah. I, I truly do thank you and, thanks for noticing and i think you know jennings compton right of course we had this we have this fucking the Bron had this joke she's like i bet you don't even know who <laughs> i bet you don't even know jennings first name you <laughs> he worked a couple hockey games i heard yeah, no, yeah, he yeah. does. He, he was like a off-ice official. But long story short, um, he went on tour with this band, Keep Flying, and they had two bands play, and then Jennings Compton did stand-up in between. And he like something like that was like, it was such a refreshing show. It stuck with me all these years later. I'm like, why don't, why don't more, sh- why doesn't more shit like that happen at shows to mix it up and make it more, you know, of a, like something non-traditional. Yeah, like an event. And Turnover brought. I thought uh, that was so cool. Yeah, Turnover brought uh, instead of an opening band, or they they had one of their friends who's a DJ spinning vinyl records in between the songs or between the bands or whatever. But it's cool. That's yeah, cool. make a memorable moment. You know what I mean? Fucking Drake said it. Yolo, motherfucker. Come on now. <laughs> Amen. Well, Sam, dude, it's been so much fun chatting with you, and yeah, thanks I for love. Me.
your ear off. I love that you are falling in love with hockey as well. And I hope it stays strong. And yeah. whenever you want to come back to talk to the devils, we would love to have you and wish you all the best on the road. You're a road hey. dog. And when you're not with mom jeans, you're out with just friends. Like, are you technically considered homeless at that point? Like how many days do you have to be home? To, I have a to... home. Yeah. No, but I know for a long time I was pretty, uh, I lived on the road, but yeah. uh, no, now I'm a different person. We gotta, we gotta petition the the devils to to get Sammy to do the pitchfork, lighting the pitchfork, bro, in the devil suit, in the yeah. devil suit. Let the motherfuckers <laughs> know, motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for you know opening up your uh, your platform and your your hearts to having me on the podcast. I I love, I love, I, I love yapping. So, amen, man. Anytime. Anytime. We'll let you go, Sammy. Peace, Later, brother. Y'all. Take care. See you guys.